Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Hi, I am Alejandro Perez, director at Robert Walters Philippines, and I'm your host for this episode of our Talent Talks with Robert Walters. This is our leadership series where we interview business and recruitment leaders on their careers, leadership lessons, and the latest talent trends. Today, I'm very happy to have Nicole Liu joining us. She's a passionate advocate of ESG in the Philippines. Welcome, Nicole, and thank you for making time for us today. Thank you so much, Alex, um, for inviting me uh, to talk about a topic that is uh, very relevant, critical, and a topic that I'm very passionate about. For our listeners who might not know Nicole, she brings with her more than 20 years of experience with leading financial services companies locally and internationally, and she's helped them in building, launching, and integrating their main socially responsible programs and campaigns. So we are definitely very excited to have Nicole with us today to discuss how to build a career within the ESG practice. I'd like to jump right away into the first question for you, Nicole. Given that ESG is a key priority for many organizations nowadays, tell us more about what ESG means for you. Great. Thanks, Alex, for that question. So actually, ESG, if you think about it, um, corporate social responsibility is actually the precursor to ESG. What is ESG? ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance is the set of practices that an organization implements to reduce negative impact or to enhance positive impact on the environment, society, and governance bodies. But what is it essentially? It starts with the basic principle of giving back, doing good, acts of gratitude, really, that an organization knows that they have the responsibility to give back to their people, to the people, the stakeholders, and the planet. And then they can do so while still making a profit. So companies need to find that sweet spot in their business strategies where they can both do well and do good. There are business models that support this balance of sustainability and profits. But there's also the opportunity to innovate and create new models. That's what it means to so, Nicole, uh, in your experience, what are some common challenges that leaders in, in Asia face when it comes to embracing and implementing ESG initiatives? Uh, these, these may be structural, cultural, or you know, people or personal related issues. Sure, that's really interesting. I think, as with anything, um, change is um, always challenging, right? Managing uh, the changes in the environment, the changes in um, ways of working. So the first change that um, actually all countries, all organizations face in different countries is, you know, change in regulation. Regulatory bodies are requiring companies now to have sustainability plans and uh, reporting, you know, seeing how they progress. Um, in the Philippines, specifically, the SEC or Securities and Exchange Commission has required publicly listed companies to report and have sustainability plans. 
specifically in the finance industry, the Central Bank or the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, PSP, also has a set of regulation which pertains to sustainability. Um, you have to grapple with the fact that more evidence and shared information influences perspectives that change the values and impacts the culture of stakeholders. Stakeholders mean clients, customers, shareholders, and employees. Next is the impact or challenge to employees. Well, mm -hmm. actually, or the challenge to an employer. An employee now considers potential employers who have values and initiatives that impact society. Employees can decide to work for a company that is committed to making a difference and is 100% committed to a sustainability agenda. Many have actually gone the entrepreneurial route because they have the freedom to customize a business model that aligns with entrepreneur values and goals. And then they become the employer, right? Because it now aligns with what they're thinking and what they want to do to impact society. Basically, the challenge is with the increased awareness in doing good, we must take action as organizations, whether employer or employee, to do good, right? So companies need to commit uh, to doing well and doing good. That means this will have to drive innovation. The innovation now influences industry cooperation and influences consumer and investor behavior. So you see that wheel of change. That wheel of change obviously can be the reverse, where the change in consumer and investor behavior influences or drives the companies to innovate and influence an entire industry. So with the basic tenets of, with the introduction of ESG um, goals, also derived from the UN Sustainable Development Goals, People mm -hmm. to change mindsets. So mindset change is number one. Then the mindset change influences, you know, the, the business model change and innovation that happens in the company. I think it's all for, for the better. Um, and I think uh, it just increases our accountability um, to each other uh, and the communities that we serve. Thank you very much. It is interesting that you're, you are not speaking about uh, very strange concepts to, to business, right? Uh, at the end of the day, we're speaking about leadership. Uh, we're speaking about getting the buy-in from, from your stakeholders, right? Um, as, 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 as we see in many different strategies related to many different segments other than, or areas other than ESE, right? So um, I, I think this is what I get from, from, from from your answer, and it's an interesting view. You, you've had a series of leadership positions in, in both profit and non-profit organizations, right? So yes. when it comes to ESG strategies, uh, ESG goals, uh, would you mind sharing with us what's the difference in your experience, right, between ESG in profit and non-profit firms? How have you lived this? Uh, and uh, you know, what, what are the main, uh, the fundamental differences or if it's easier or more difficult or more often or less often uh, embraced uh, in uh, profit or non-profit organizations? 
Oh, that's that's quite interesting. So, um, yeah, I've had quite a journey, um, but I think there is really a um, narrowing of the gap. In fact, it's kind of invisible already. Um, let me mm-hmm. explain that a bit more. So there is a notion that for-profit companies only have regard to the bottom line, and they would do anything to make a profit, and that nonprofits only focus on doing good without regard to profit. Mm-hmm. But the reality is sustainably profitable companies profit because they do good. Yeah. And sustainable nonprofit companies, while profit is not the primary goal, ensures that they secure funding to continue to create impact in the communities they serve or advocacies they promote. So for profit and nonprofit organizations, they actually both have to develop measurable goals and they have to commit to it and execute based on the goals that they set out. It's actually quite the same. For-profit organizations have profitability targets. Why? To increase shareholder value, for example. But nonprofit organizations measure it by impact, right? Yeah in the way they're able to improve or penetrate a social issue, right, that they're focused on. However, one must remember, ideal for-profit companies really measure at the triple bottom line, right? Um, These are social, environmental, and financial bottom lines. Simply put, the three Ps, people, planet, and profit. So I think that while there is a difference in perspective, the goal is the same. And if you start from a standpoint of, I want to do good for the people I serve and the people who are in my team, then there is really no difference. And it will continue. Your Business organizations will continue. Business for profit or nonprofit organizations will continue for as long as you have this mindset and foundation that you're working on. All decisions will revolve around that basic tenet of people, planet, and profit. Thanks, uh, Nicole, for your answer. And and I I, I fully agree with the fact that um, no no matter whether uh, organizations are for profit or uh, not for profit, they have organizational goals and strategies, right? And the fact that they they, they build sustainable strategies to uh, hit those targets or those goals, right, uh, has a has a positive impact on the long term success, right? So, uh, despite not not being experts and having much to learn about ESG, uh, it's, it's great to have you here because Robert Walters is really trying to uh, learn and uh, raise awareness about the topic uh, as as as, as our recruitment firm, we feel like we have also a, a role to play in in this whole um, in this whole area, right? So uh, we are learning uh, again uh, about all these ESG world. Uh, we have uh, released our Robert Walters ESG guide to help or, help organizations with the talent strategies uh, for ESG transformation to build a stronger employer proposition uh, uh, that is aligned with sustainable goals. Uh, it is aligned with uh, environmental, social, governance, uh, uh, 
lines, views, and strategies, right? So in our guide, it's particularly clear that given the ESG field is quite new and talent pools have uh, not fully caught up on companies hiring needs, right? Um, what hiring managers need to focus on is not only the ESG job titles, right? Or hiring someone who's an ESG manager or ESG mm -hmm. head, right? But right? Also transferable skills. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, let's say someone who's uh, leading different areas, but still have been taking part on ESG initiatives or, you know, have developed ESG strategies somehow. So in your opinion, uh, or, or, or from your perspective, right, what will be the advice you give to other professionals looking to specialize in or develop their careers uh, in relation with the ESG fields? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. So um, I'll give you like, uh, an interesting perspective that's quite new. So as a parent, um, I have school-aged children. And now when they're doing uh, problem-solving, uh, critical thinking projects, they're always asked now, how does this impact your community and society? That's a bit different from when I was going to school. So you're already training young people as early as school-aged children to think that the world is bigger than themselves and that they are going to school and learning skills to solve problems that will affect the world, right? So really, one hones their skills in school, training and experience, but personal values, perspectives, and philosophy are critical. So once you're looking for a job now, you have to think, before, before you have to um, package yourself with your skills, think about what and who are important to you. Um, you can contribute that also when you get into a company because as you said, we're all learning. Any company will welcome employees who want to serve them to do better in general, in addition to their specific um, specializations or skills, right? As I mentioned earlier in the conversation, employees now um, also consider companies that commit to ESG initiatives, right? Um, they look into what are they doing to help sustainable development goals? Is this aligned with what I'm truly passionate about now? Mm -hmm. The key, though, for the employee is to apply their technical skills in order to provide innovative solutions and help the organization fulfill their business objectives and ESG goals. So it's kind of a double purpose when you come in to a role now, right? Now, all skill sets are actually needed. What I'm saying is, Everyone still finds their talent and specialization. It's just that you add an additional layer or perspective to, you know, you're contributing to the triple bottom line now. So my skills contribute to the, to the for-profit angle and my perspective and innovative problem-solving um, ideas can help with ESG goals. So what are the roles normally and skills? Communication. I mean, talking about theoretical, right, and philosophical perspectives and how it 
manifests in practical application is a skill. Second is project management, because now you have to add an additional um, metric, right? Which yeah. is impact. Third is obviously strategy, because now your, your big picture vision is now wider, right? Um, obviously, critical thinking skills. And there are specializations because of um, regulation, right? So legal and finance are key in running organizations um, that also have a uh, value and place critical emphasis on ESG. So just, just as an example, uh, my background is finance and fundraising. A very successful venture capitalist recently told me, you know, you seem to have a problem with money. <laughs> you have told me how much money you have raised for advocacies, but you have a problem raising money for profit alone. Mm -hmm. That's what he told me. My response to him was that working for a company with clear ESG goals is important for me because a company like that diffuses the tension of doing well and doing good. So lucky for me, the world is now all moving in that direction. Yeah. I mean, I believe in making a profit, but making a profit for the benefit of others. A company that measures the triple bottom line, and some have even gone a step further, but that they commit to people and planet before profit. And this is guided by senior leadership. I also think um, in the employment pool, I, and I go back to my, my first uh, idea, my point is values, right? My family values and educational background has helped me form this personal perspective. You know, I was raised to pray and work, be a person for others, and doing more for the greater good. That has been my guiding principle throughout my career. And that's also why it's been seamless moving for, for prof, from for-profit to non-profit and back. So that's already like their blurred lines because now um, for-profit companies are being held accountable to do good. Thank you very much. Um, uh, actually, um, you know, uh, I think um, that this conversation is is is, is going to be interesting for <clears throat> many of our of our friends listening, uh, because I think it's uh, as you said, right, narrowing down very much what ESG means, how it can be applied for you know competitive organizations nowadays, and what are the type of skills you need for just uh, applied in every single box of the organization right you don't need to be an absolute expert to start you know taking the first step and i think that's uh, that's one of the takeaways right uh, easy takeaway and at the same time very powerful um what's uh, as, as a last question right what's one key piece of advice you'd like to share with other senior leaders uh, practicing esg well <clears throat> Senior leaders must commit. I think commitment is absolute and is key to make this all happen. 
right? They have to be open and agile to change and committed to fulfilling their responsibility um, to the world and the people they work with and work for, right? Um, you must find a champion, right? To meet an ESG, your ESG goals and initiatives. I think that um, um, you obviously need to be good at what you do, right? I mean, that's that's critical. You know, like you need to understand regulation. If you're in legal, you need to know how to do and adjust risk modeling if you're in finance. The key is to see a bigger perspective, right? That you have to now marry um, ESG goals and your for-profit goals and make sure that they are aligned. That is the critical juncture, right? However. Um, you can be supported in doing so by a leadership that's committed, open, and welcome to out-of-the-box thinking to meet these goals. Because the world is changing rapidly, and we are the only ones responsible to sustaining it. Obviously, we have to act now, so our leaders really must drive that. Um, the leaders obviously drive that, but your base, right, your consumers and your employees will also push that up. So how much faster will turnaround be if both sides are actually working on the same goal? So commitment is key. Um, having a champion is key to further that commitment. And you will get organizational transformation that will lead to success. So. Um, going back to the earlier question about um, skills, right? The skills are not very different. They just have to be repurposed, right? Yeah. And um, let's not go into a career or a job without thinking that you have to be good at your game. You do have to be good at your game. You just have to come with a different set of goals and these are the ESG goals and sustainability goals. So really it's not much different from a first grader being taught math, but saying that math will help them, you know, with critical thinking and problem solving. And they can become architects and help with disaster management later on. It's that kind of mindset that really sets individuals apart in this time. It's it's really that. I believe, as, as someone who has employed people and someone who um, is an employee herself, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of um, environment we are in. Thank you, Nicole. Um, well, we have come to, to the end of this session. It was great hearing your insights on uh, the very interesting and, and relevant topic of ESG and your personal advice on growing a fulfilling career. Um, so I have some points I thought uh, were particularly interesting out of your sharing. Um, first of all, ESG is here to stay. Um, there are growing and increasing regulatory and environmental requirements uh, nowadays within the information era. Uh, second, this is a long-term race, right? And we all have a responsibility to start from the very beginning, uh, and this is values, right? On our, with our 
social circles, within our families, etc. Uh, it's a mindset, as you said, it's an extra layer to add when it comes to um, critical thinking and decision making. Um, doing good and delivering sustainable may have a relation with innovation. I thought this was a very interesting point and definitely not strangers, definitely uh, can walk hand by hand. Um, and finally, some key skills or some key areas where ESG can be especially relevant are communication, as this is how you can both internally and externally uh, get alignment on a common purpose, which in this case is ESG. Project management, as you said, adding an extra layer and repurposing was, your, was the term you used. Um, the, the way you deliver projects, the way you make things happen within a business environment. Strategy, of course, uh, one, ex one pillar to, to incorporate within any business strategy is ESG. Uh, critical thinking, um, and of course, uh, legal and uh, finance, uh, without forgetting, of course, leadership in general, because let's not forget that uh, sometimes uh, leaders are, are the ones who need to start with uh, all things related to innovation, right? And at this point of time, we can consider that ESG is a new topic and uh, should be part within, should be part of the innovation agenda of any company, right? So these are, uh, these are the several points I, I take away from our conversation, Nicole, and I think it was very interesting and uh, definitely eye-opening to hear you speak about all, all these uh, points and ESG in general. Thank you very much, Alex. I hope we can inspire um, you know, a whole new perspective um, in the workforce. So uh, to our listeners and viewers, don't forget to stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks again, Nicole, very much for your time today. Uh, and uh, thank you all for, for listening. Take care and uh, goodbye.